Hello, my friends. I've come to warn you, Jay Tomlinson from Rio Grande Games. Yes, Jay, I'm warning you. Listening to Mary's wonderful giggling interviews from the Gathering of Friends two weeks ago, I heard you saying that you wanted to do the English version of Jenseits von Theben from Queen Games, which in itself is, of course, a great endeavor. But you also said that you wanted to keep the original German title as you thought it was simply a German name. Dear Jay, this is wrong. Jenseits von Theben literally means beyond Thebes. And I mean Thebes, the ancient city, which is Theben in Germany. Unfortunately, the pun of the German title is difficult to translate, as the title by Peter Prince makes a reference to the German title of John Steinbeck's famous novel East of Eden, which is called Jenseits von Eden in German. But östlich von Eden the correct translation, wouldn't have sounded that great in German. So, Jay, don't say I warned you. Just call it Indiana Jane instead. Uh, wait. Now I'm going to push the boundaries of the Dice Tower a little and talk about things related to gaming and my own field of profession, which is music. For many gamers, gaming begins roughly in the 60s of the last century, when gaming as a hobby really took off and prepared its start into the mainstream. Most gamers know games from this period and, of course, some classic games like Chess and Go, which were already around. But, of course, gaming is as old as mankind itself, and there are some interesting facts and stories associated with gaming that many of you might not know. So this time I will talk about one of the greatest gaming geeks ever in the history of mankind, the uber-geek, if you will. A gaming geek so monstrous in talent, wit and imagination that up to today one can only bow before his greatness. His name is Wolfgang Amade Mozart. Please note that he never called himself Amadeus with a second name, only Amade. All of you might have a very cliched picture of the great German composer. Yes, I did say German composer. Austria and Germany didn't exist as countries in the same way like they do today. And Mozart called himself a composer Deutscher Nation in his letters, which means of German provenience. So there you go. One of the cliches you might have is that he was some kind of crazy Tourette syndrome guy with pink hair and rolling eyeballs like he was portrayed in the Milos Forman film wrongly titled Amadeus. Well, the film is great, but it's pure fantasy and has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with reality. But fact is that Mozart rather enjoyed life. With that I mean all aspects of life. And one thing he enjoyed in particular was gaming. It is known that he played lots of card and board games. He also gambled in games of luck where he lost a lot of money and was a student of probabilities. If he was living today, he probably would have a huge game collection, I'm pretty sure. This love for gaming pervades his whole over. He basically invented the description playful for music. He was never content to just follow the trodden paths, but instead created his own rules. This is especially notable when he struggles with things like the sonata form. He usually gets bored with presentation of themes and such, but really comes into his own in the so-called Durchführung, when the themes and motives are juggled around like crazy and new ideas come into the fray. This is where he felt at home. Also, his 22 operas certainly show a love for playfulness. Best examples are perhaps operas like Così van Tutte, with a plot so crazy that one needs years to really understand it, and the first true fantasy opera, The Magic Flute, which pretty much describes a classical adventure quest that is not so far from a typical D&D adventure than you all might think. But his love for games is never so apparent as in his extremely interesting piece of music, Das musikalische Würfelspiel.
This translates literally to the musical dice game. Wow, a game by Mozart, and it is not on Board Game Geek. So you folks on Board Game Geek rather have the dreadful Nazi propaganda game, whose name I won't even mention here in your database, but not this work of art by one of the greatest artists in the history of mankind? Well, to be honest, it's not really a game. And it isn't even the only musical dice game in the history of music, but certainly the most famous. What you do is roll two dice, eight times twice, and look the results up in a complicated table that Mozart invented to rival even advanced squad leader. The results translate into bars of melody and bars of accompaniment for the piano. And wonder of wonders, after you have rolled the sequence up, you have created your very own piece of music by the means of dice. Mozart wrote this little waltz in such a way that every of the literally millions of possible results and combinations always make kind of musical sense. Before the advent of TV and TV dinners, this is how the educated elite of the world spent their free time in the 18th century, rolling up pieces of music as a game. You don't believe me? Just type in Musical Dice Game and Mozart into your search engine and you will find several sites which offer media realizations of the piece with the option of generating your very own piece. The best implementation though is a German site. Here is the link provided by the excellent Sam that actually has a real pianist play your version by means of a complicated live mixing process. More about the wonderful world of art and games in two weeks. As for gaming news, you might have heard that one of my favorite games, Titan, will be reprinted by Valley Games. This has always been the holy grail for game collectors, and now worries are great that the wonderful original artwork of the game will not be preserved. We won't be able to get the rights for the original artwork from the original creator, as he has literally vanished from this planet, says Valley Games. But right now, we are in talks with the aliens from planet Aldebaran who abducted him. It looks like they are willing to give us the rights to the artwork in return for a thousand years enslavement of mankind, which looks like an okay deal to us. More on this topic next time when the Kimchi Kentucky Derby is finally over. Go street kimchi. Go!